0: In a pre-dawn raid in Florida, FBI agents stormed the house of former Donald Trump confidant Roger Stone. It was the latest and maybe boldest move by Robert Mueller's special counsel investigation, a move that could have serious repercussions for the president, and his claim that no one in his inner circle ever colluded with Russia during the 2016 election. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me now from D.C. is Bloomberg Shannon Pettypiece, who covers Robert Mueller's investigation. Thanks for doing this today, Shannon. Thank you. So who is Roger Stone, and why is his arrest such a fascinating development in Robert Mueller's investigation?
1: Well, Roger Stone is a longtime political operative in Washington, an incredibly colorful character. But when it comes to his relationship to President Trump, uh, they really go back decades. Um, And when Trump was first beginning to think about a presidential run back in 1998, uh, it was Roger who kind of guided him. And a lot of people will say that, you know, Roger was the one who helped transform Trump from a businessman and a reality TV star into a politician and a candidate. Um, Of course, you know, Trump deserves a lot of credit for that himself. But Roger was sort of the political advisor to Trump. And helped shape his thinking for many many years until around August 2015 when the two of them had a falling out and uh, Roger basically left the Trump campaign he was sort of on the outer circle but but then you know from then on it was uh, um, you know managing Trump's political career
0: and do we know what that fallout was over
1: Well, there's competing narratives, but but it seemed like one of the um, key breaking moments was uh, that Roger believed Trump's fight that he pitched with Megyn Kelly. Mm. Everyone remembers that the spat Trump got into with uh, the Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly. You know, Roger really believed that that was uh, not helpful and it was detracting Trump from his message and uh, Trump felt differently. And the two of them, you know, maybe it was a bit of the straw that broke the camel's back.
0: So that's who this man is, and that's that explains his close ties uh, over the decades to Donald Trump. So what exactly has he been charged with?
1: He has been charged uh, with seven counts, uh, obstruction of justice, um, of, of, so obstructing Mueller's investigation, lying to Congress, and witness tampering. Um, the indictment lays out uh, extensive conversations and back and forth that he had during the campaign with people in the campaign and people close to WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, um, but none of that um, you know, was criminal. At least in this indictment, mm-hmm. none of that that you know, he's not being accused of any crime related to that. Um, what he is being accused of, though, is repeatedly lying to Congress and then trying to block the investigation and trying to block witnesses um, from testifying to Mueller tamper with their wh- what they would say to Mueller.
0: And in that indictment, it talks about that, uh, quote, high-ranking campaign official. Do we know who that high-ranking campaign official was?
1: So there's a number of different pseudonyms that Mueller uses throughout this indictment, either a senior campaign official or a high-ranking campaign official, uh, we don't know who all of them are. Uh, one of the most consequential lines or intriguing lines in there you know might be one where it says that a uh, senior campaign official was directed. It does not say directed by who and it doesn't say who the senior campaign official was, It says that that official was directed back in July right after these emails came out to have Roger Stone reach out to WikiLeaks to try and find out, what more information could be coming. Um, You know, at that time in the campaign, this sort of June, July timeframe, when these WikiLeaks emails were first coming out, there was a very small group of people involved in the campaign. Uh, There was Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, uh, and Trump's children, essentially, and then Trump himself. Uh, So, you know, you can kind of speculate who might have been the one doing the outreach to Roger Stone, being Paul Manafort or Rick Gates, because they were very close to Roger and the, among the few people in the campaign uh, but we don't know that one for sure uh, later on in October it does go on to mention a high-ranking campaign official that was also in touch with Roger about these emails and and that we're told is Steve Bannon mm. uh, who's sort of a character who hasn't really come up to the surface yet um, but of course by this point uh, October of the campaign you know a lot of the WikiLeaks emails. Had already been out there. Most of this had been made public, but it does show that there was this interaction between Bannon and and Roger, and we don't know exactly what that communication is. But it also shows that maybe Bannon sort of knew that Roger had been working behind the scenes all this time um, to try and um, you know find out more about what these emails were, and possibly coordinate in some way between WikiLeaks and the campaign.
0: So this, in theory, moves the needle when it comes to connecting. Russia and the DNC hacked emails to Donald Trump's campaign.
1: Right. What this, what this shows and paints a picture, um, and we don't have the full picture, but it paints a picture of the Trump campaign actively wanting to find out what was in these emails, when is more information going to come out, and using Roger and his contacts as a way to find out more about what was in these emails, uh, what they could relate to, and the timing of when they were going to come out. But there's with every Mueller indictment, I feel like some of the most important things are the things that aren't said. And so what is really left out is the extent of that communication and what type of coordination there might have been. We know there were interactions now based on what Mueller is telling us, he's collected, the information he's collected. There were these interactions, but we don't know exactly what extent those interactions were.
0: And how did the president and the White House respond to this morning's arrest?
1: What I do know um, is that this has nothing to do with the president, has nothing to do with the White House. Um, and beyond that, I'm not going to get into have the Have you spoken to the president forth. about Roger Stone? Uh, I've spoken with the president a number of times. Today, today, have you spoken since this indictment? I have, since spoken, since with, I have you know. spoken with the president. Well, the White House line from Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been that this has nothing to do with the White House. It has nothing to do with the president. Of course, it has a lot to do with the president's campaign, but nothing to do with the president himself. And of course, he is not named in this indictment. Um, so that is correct that he is not named outright in this indictment. Uh, the president's lawyers have said, "Hey, look, no collusion. This is an indictment where Rogers been charged with obstructing justice and witness tampering and um, uh, lying to Congress—all bad things. But this is there's you know no." charge of collusion so continuing their messaging of there's no collusion here you've had all these people indicted and charged on things that have nothing to do with the Trump campaign colluding with Russia in any way
0: legally speaking where does Roger Stone stand right now
1: I am falsely
0: accused of making false statements during my testimony to the House Intelligence Committee that is incorrect any uh, any error I
1: made in my testimony would be both immaterial and without intent. So he um, says he is not guilty, and he is going to fight this. Um, And, um, I mean, Robert Mueller seems to have um, a a lot of documentation backing up all of this, a lot of testimony um, from witnesses before the grand jury. Uh, So it will be interesting to see what um, Roger Stone is able to provide Uh, to back up his case, which we don't have that yet. At this point, all he is saying is, um, yeah, he is not guilty of these and he's going to fight these charges. And, um, you know, sort of continuing um, his attacks on Mueller. For example, he called um, the early morning arrest at his home, which is how um, the FBI does these things. Um, You know, he referred to it as a raid and something out of a Gestapo playbook. So that's sort of what I think we'll continue to hear um, going forward with uh, from Stone until he's able to make like a full response in court and lay out his case um, in front of a judge.
0: Has Roger Stone ever in the past given any indication how he would handle testifying, possibly testifying against Donald Trump?
1: Well, uh, he has said, um, and it was something that the president tweeted once, you know, that he would never he would never turn basically on uh donald trump would never testify against him and this was around the time where michael cohen trump's former lawyer was cooperating um with investigators and president trump actually retweeted that and you know suggested that you know that showed someone like roger stone had a spine and was you know better than michael cohen who trump's referred to as a rat um, so it was you know, a bit of a way of Trump um, telling Roger to stand strong or approving of you know, Roger's um, you know, refusal to testify against uh, the president. Um, I mean, of course, really testifying against someone isn't necessarily a choice, though. And if you're subpoenaed by a grand jury, you have to answer the questions and answer them truthfully. Um, so if you don't do that, then you're breaking the law. Of
0: all the indictments that uh, Robert Mueller's special counsel has handed out, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, Michael Cohen, where does Roger Stone rank there? Near the top, near the bottom, somewhere in the middle? How important is he?
1: It's certainly the closest indictment that shows you know, possible coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia via WikiLeaks. The Paul Manafort and the Rick Gates Indictments were really, you know, from what was made public in the indictments, uh, purely about those two men's business dealings, tax evasion, schemes they ran, their connections to the Ukraine, which, you know, did have a, a connection to Russian interference, if you think, if you make the link that they were Deeply tied and working for a pro-Russia Ukrainian party, and you can think, well, maybe that would suggest one thing or another. But this really lays out um, the the efforts by the Trump campaign to work with, actively work with WikiLeaks um, to try and find out more about these emails. And that, in this indictment, is not the crime that Roger has been charged with. And I think it is still to be determined if there was anything criminal about that outreach and those attempts to find out more about what was in these stolen emails Um, from a legal standpoint. From a public um, relations standpoint or, you know, the way the public could see it is um, maybe it's not illegal, but it certainly looks, you know, shady and it could look unethical to have a presidential campaign going out and trying to get emails that were stolen by Russians. And, and, you know, trying to use that as Mm -hmm. political dirt against your enemy. Some people would say that that should have been off limits from a sort of ethical standpoint.
0: You know, Shannon, by no means am I comparing Trump and his inner circle to some sort of criminal organization. But it feels like this investigation and the indictments that have been laid out is like the mob tree Uh, in in those mob movies, of people being picked off by the cops trying to get to the top. Is that how Mueller is uh, conducting this investigation?
1: Um, Well, um, a lot of Mueller's investigators have, and Mueller himself, has a background investigating organized crime uh, and money laundering and corruption. Uh, And it has been, uh, you have seen been able to see him start, at the bottom to some extent and worked his way up to the top when it became very public. A lot of the people who Mueller's grand jury was talking to, uh, related to Roger Stone, um, you know, a lot of those people were coming out publicly themselves and we could see Mueller talking to Rogers former assistants and former bookkeepers and, um, his driver at one point and seeing him sort of build that case from the bottom up against Roger. Um, We'll see what actually ends up happening, but it could be a possibility that yes, you know, with each one of these people Mueller picks off, he is then able to um, put pressure on them to get them to plead guilty and cooperate, which is what we saw with um, Flynn and Gates and eventually Manafort, where he was able to put so much, uh, find some crimes they committed, put so much pressure on them and get them to cooperate. And cooperate in the case of Rick Gates for over a year on what Mueller has described as several investigations. So that we could also see with Roger where, uh, now Mueller can apply the pressure, really kind of turn the screws on him and get stoned to start cooperating on something that could lead to a bigger indictment. But, but this is all, um, you know, supposing there's something they have to cooperate. There's something that they have to give. And it could be something they have to cooperate and give that has nothing to do with President Trump. It could be something they have to, you know, the a case that's something we don't even know about that's completely unrelated to the president and his campaign. So we just don't know. And the caution I always give is that, you know, we have maybe a dozen pieces of a puzzle. We got one more today, maybe a couple more today. And we still have no idea how big that puzzle is, how many pieces we even have. So we still, there's so much we don't know um about this investigation
0: shannon thanks so much for joining us today thank you make sure to follow shannon and her reporting on twitter she's at s that's the tiktok for today thanks for listening and please head on over to itunes and let us know what you think i'm david myers you can follow me on twitter at david F. myers and you can get all your updates 24 7 at tiktok